Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Beginning tonight's shear in Simen Kuv Chof Ches, we are up to Sif Hay, which is page Gimel. Says the Machaber in Sif Hay, Lo Yalu HaKohanim LaDuchun Bimin Olim. Kohanim should not go up to do Berchas Kohanim wearing shoes. Aval Bebatei Shokayim Shari. But with thigh shoes, we'll see what those are exactly, higher shoes it's permissible. The Ramah writes, V'yesh machmirim imheim shalor. Some are machmir, even by these bate shokayim, which we'll see what they are in a moment, exactly. Some are machmir if they are made out of leather. V'nogu lahokel b'ktas makomos. But the minog is to be lenient in many places, in some places. Says the Mishibura in Sivkotan Tesvav, why is it that Kohanim cannot dochen with shoes on? Says the Mishibura, Shema yipasek lo ritzua. We're worried that maybe one of the straps will break. And it will be a disgrace to him. And people might make fun of him when his shoe is untied. He might bend down to tie his shoe while everyone else is doing Berchas Kohanim. And people who see him are going to say, They say, look, he's really a cholol, he's not a good kohen. That's why he sat down to tie his shoe in the middle of Berchas Kohanim, because he's not really a kosher kohen for duchening. And even though the whole reason why we say they shouldn't do it in shoes is because of the ritzuos, but even shoes that don't have ritzuos, it's also aser. The low plug rabbanon, the rabbanon without mechalek, and they said shoes are out. You should hide the shoes that they shouldn't be revealed in the besakneses because it's not proper cover for the besakneses to have these shoes lying around. The Echaltzeim Kodem Netila. The Kohanim should remove their shoes before they wash their hands. However, if they are able to take off their shoes after having their hands washed, if they're able to remove their shoes without touching them after they wash, they are able to take off their shoes after the Netila. So the reason for taking them off before the Netila is really just so you don't touch them. But if you're able to do it without touching them, that you have... Uh, no laces, and you can just slip it right off. Then you can slip it off even after the natila. If you look at note number 22, he just points out, If the chazan is a kohen and he wants a duchen in the middle of chazar shashats, we'll discuss later. And before he started from Esther, he forgot to take off his shoes. So Shalom Zaman Urbal says, In the middle of Ishman Esther, he should not take off his shoes. Mishum bizayon atzibur. It's a disgrace to the tzibur for the for the kohen chazan take off his shoes in the middle. The yevara kashu lavash b'min olav, and then he should in fact duchen with his shoes on. And then he says in O twenty two, the kohen yare v'charid cause of the kamon a kohen who has a proper fear. This we'll see tomorrow that a Kohen really should be very careful not to touch any dirty places from the time that he washes hands in the morning until he duchens. Since really it's a Bachogos HaPoskim, if the Netila before Berchaz Kohanim requires a Bracha, the Einlihi Kaneis L'Safik Brachos. And we don't want to get into a Safik Brachos, so and therefore if you didn't really do anything with your hands since the morning, then for sure you don't need a bracha, and therefore it's better to avoid that suffix. Continues the Mishavur in Sivkot and Tazayin. That's Alex. If the, if the Hassan is a coin, 
Kiddush? We're going to get to that. We're not going to touch that now. Something we're going to get to later. But just pointing out there that Rishon Zalman says in that case, the coin with Duchem with shoes on. I only brought it in for that reason. But I don't want to go into that now. Let's continue. Vaitu in the Mishibur and Sivkotan Tazdayan. So the Machaber told us that a coin can't Duchem with shoes on, but with Bate Shokayim at Shari. So the Mishibur says in Tazdayan, the first wide line, this bate shokayim is long shoes that reach towards the knee of the leg. It reaches your knee. Close to the thigh. It goes all the way up your leg. Vishari, and that is permissible to wear duchen, during duchening. The The reason that we mentioned above does not apply because normally, as we'll see, normally they don't have straps, and therefore the whole concern that we said before is the the laces or the straps might open, the coin might bend down to tie it, and people will think he's a ben grusha since he's ben, bending down and sitting down in the middle of duchening. But since these don't normally have straps, therefore the reason does not apply. However, the mishabur then says the after gamhocha regilim lefa'amim lasos ritzua samach la'kuva. Even though sometimes these uh, boots or these bate shokayim are made with straps that are close to the knee. Mikomakom lo chayshinan shema yeshev lekashram. Still, we're not worried that for this concern that he might sit down to tie it. We're not worried about that. Because even if they get unstrapped on the top, it's not a genai. For some reason, by shoes, it's more of a genai. And therefore, we're worried the Kohen is going to bend down and tie the shoe. So here, besides the fact that he doesn't really have to bend down so much because it's higher up, but we're not worried he's going to do it at all because it's not a genai to have this little buckle unbuckled on your high shoes. Then the Ramah told us that there are those who are machmer if the bote shokayim are made out of leather. So the Mishabura writes and said, Yudzayin, the reason is the bechlal sandal uminolheim. If they're made out of leather, so they're considered part of the whole gzera that asr duchning with shoes. And therefore, when I'm machalik, whether they're high shoes or low shoes, they're made out of leather, they're out. The low plug rabbonon bein yeshritzuos or bein einritzuos. And like we said before, they were not machalik, whether they were straps or no straps. If they're leather shoes, they're out. I don't know if we know exactly what this is, but this is some kind of bate shokayim that's connected to your pants. That reaches all the way... Like those? Okay. Are those pa- pants boots? Okay, there you go. Construction workers have it. Uh, boots built into their pants, so they're all connected as one piece. And the pants go all the way up to atzileim, until their elbows which is not really so high if you put your arm down, so it's like your waist. So the, the, the boots are attached to pants that go all the way up. Then it's permissible to duchen with those on according to everyone. That's not included in the gzera whatsoever. And so too, if you have these bate shokayim that are made out of cloth, even if they're covered with leather, but they're not be'etz and leather, they're really made out of beged, they're just covered with leather, that also will be permissible. And then the Ramah and the Ravan said, Vinogu Lahokel Bixas Makomos, the Minog in some places is to be lenient. Says the Mishabura and Sekotan Yuchas, Umikomokom Bebate Shokayim Shalonu. With our Bate Shokayim Shakorin Shtivil, which a target on the bottom says Magafayim, which we translate as boots, our boots, Sherigilim Lelech Bohem Bashuk Batit, that we normally walk outside in the mud with our boots on. Ein lahakel mishum kavaratzi, where you should not be lenient to do duchening with these bote shokayim that are boots that are used to walk around in the mud. It's not proper kavaratzi. According to this, gan bimin olam shel gemi shelonu shekorin kalasin. Even these 
these menolim shall gemi, which we have, which are called galashes, that go over your shoes. Gamkein einochon mitamzet. It's also inappropriate to be dochning with them because also they get dirty and it's not proper covered at Sibur. Kosu ha'achronim. De'ein nochon lalos laduchin yochif mamish. Besides that it's inappropriate to duchin with shoes on, you're not allowed to, it's also inappropriate and incorrect to go up and duchin totally barefoot. Shu derech g'nai, that's a g'nai. She'ein regilin bizman hazel lelech yochef with naked olin. We don't walk around totally barefoot with nothing on our feet in front of g'dolim and therefore it's inappropriate to get that way in front of the tzibur to duchin. Elo yesh lelech bepuz mekos shal beged v'chein ha'minog. Rather they should go up with socks and that is our minog that the kohanim do their duchining with socks on. Now we're going to see a couple of interesting notes over here. We're going to start with note number 23. And note number 23 discusses what about wearing slippers or other non-leather shoes for duchening. Mm-hmm. Those we don't walk around outside with tit and they don't have the straps. Or any other kinds of shoes, I guess, that are not leather. So the das of the shalom shoe is pun in the eros and the ben ishchai say, you also can't wear them for duchening. Me'idok, on the other hand, Rosh Hashanah and Orbal says, She'me'ikir ha'din yecholim lalos benalei bat lelo sruchim leduchin. Really, me'ikir ha'din, you can be duchining with some kind of slippers. If they don't have any laces, you can duchin, because the gzera, the whole idea doesn't apply, and it's not part of the gzera because it's not leather. So really, me'ikir ha'din, it's okay. Uladaito ha'ponim me'iros aser dafka benalei bat akshurim besruchim. And according to Rosh Hashanah, that which the ponim me'iros was machmir, that's only with these slippers, or these other house shoes that have, uh, they have, uh, strings, laces. Ulam roi lahachmir bedover. But Roshom Azalman says, even though Mikra din is mutter, one should be machmir. Mishum shekale hadas yavo lahatir akol. We're worried that if we're going to start doing it with, with slippers or other kinds of shoes that are okay, then people are going to start being lax and duchening in regular shoes. In note number 24, going on that which the Mishaburah just told us, that you shouldn't do it totally barefoot either, because we don't walk that way in front of Gedolim. So in note 24 he writes, If there is a Kohen in Shul who does not have socks, he just has leather shoes, and then otherwise he's barefoot, he forgot to wear socks that morning. So Moshe says, That is not grounds for telling him that he cannot do him, and he would be in fact allowed to do him. I guess probably better to borrow socks, but if that's... No one wants to lend in their socks, so that he can do it barefoot. Vim habeger oruch shechofe afes kapus raglov. If a person is wearing a long garment, he's, uh, he has long pants that go all the way down and cover his feet all the way to the ground. So the mishabura told us earlier, lagabe tefila shemutu lehispalakach. We have the same exact mishabura over there that you shouldn't dive in barefoot because we don't normally go in front of gedolim barefoot. But if your pants cover all the way down, they cover your foot, so then that would be okay because that's not uh, a bizayom. The host of the Mishabura adds over there by Tfila and the Chorus standing over here. Shu Adin Shemutil Espalo Yochiv Ba'arsos Achamos Behen Nog Lamur Kach Bifnegidolim. If you live in a place in Eretz Israel, a certain Yishuvim, where they walk around barefoot in front of Gedolim as well, so then you'd be allowed to do that way, because the whole Svarah to not do barefoot is you wouldn't go that way in front of Gedolim. But if you live in a certain very warm places and they walk around Taka barefoot in front of Gedolim, so then you could do that way, you could dive in that way, like we learned also by Hilchos Tefillah. One last interesting note over here, which is very Nogei Elamaisa, is note number 25, so note number 25, he says, Even if a person has very strange socks, and in their color, he has very uh, flashy socks, all the kind of wearing black socks, and he wore purple socks that morning, and they're very uh, showy. 
So if Moshe says, he can also We're not worried it will distract the Yisraelim and he can go up to Duchen in any socks that he has. Fine. Says the Mechaber Vaiter, Halacha Vav. Even though the Kohanim already washed their hands in the morning when they got up, they go back again and wash their hands again until their wrist, which is where the hand connects to the arm. We'll stop there and we'll see the Mishabura. If we have more time, we will finish the Sif. Says the Mishabura in Sif Kotan Yudtes. Even though the Kohanim washed their hands already in the morning, they rewashed their hands again the whole way. The whole idea of washing the hands of the Kohanim before the Duchening is an asmachta based on a Pasuk. the Pasuk says, So how do we means to say, means, when you can do Nesiyas Kapayim, when you can raise your hands for Duchening, that's So Kodesh, Kachu Osam Betchila, make them holy first. We know when the Kohen Gadol used to wash his hands and feet, it was called Kiddush Adayim Raglayim. So, Su'u Yedechem, when you're going to raise your hands for Duchenim, Kodesh, make them holy through Natila, through washing them. Behind Natila, the Achakach Baruchu as Birchas Hashem, the Birchas Kohanim. And then say the blessing of Hashem, which is the Birchas Kohanim. So, Yimavish Darshan, every word in that postlik, Su'u Yedechem, raise your hands with Kodesh, with the Natila, and then Ubarchas Hashem, then say the Brach of Hashem, meaning the Birchas Kohanim. So they base the Natila on that Pasuk. This washing needs to be specifically with water. It does not help to use some other source of cleaning your hands. Like when it comes to davening, if you're running late to shul and you don't have water, so we say rub your hands against the wall, against your clothes, whatever it is, you clean your hands in another way, that does not work for duchening. It's really a machlokas, but the mechaber pasul is the afalpi shenotal yodav shachris. Even though the kohen washes hands in the morning, yachzor v'yikadesh osam kodem anesias kapayim. He should go back and mekadesh them through netila before anesias kapayim. Dikra takef lekedusha bracha mashma. Because the pasul that we just mentioned is mashma that immediately after the kedusha, immediately after the netila, you should say the bracha. Right? It says. Kodesh, Ubarach Hashem, and therefore we don't want to rely purely on the Natil in the morning, which was two hours before the Duchening is taking place, and therefore one should wash his hands a second time. If you look at note 27, just an interesting idea, not so Nagei on Chutz Laaretz, if you're Ashkenazi, in terms of washing your hands as a Kohen for Birchas Kohanim by Musaf, b'mokom shemavarachem Birchas Kohanim b'shachris. Right, and Ertzalei Duchening both filos. I assume the Sfarim do that here also. So if you already washed your hands at Shachris for, for Duchening, do you have to wash your hands again for Musaf? So he writes, Kosova Makor Chaim, She'im lo yotza ha-Kohen mi-chutz lo-be-saknesis If the Kohen did not go out of shul from the time that he washed his hands for the Shachris Duchening till it comes time ready to wash his hands for the Musaf, Me'ikir adin e'no tzarach lito yodav le-Musaf. Me'ikir adin, he does not need to rewash his hands for Musaf, he's good to go. However, the minog lemaisa is to go out and wash the hands again, but you don't actually have to go out and wash the hands again. Says the Mishabura Vaiter in Sivkaton Chaf. Do we have a coin in the house? 
Levi. Okay. Um, <laughs> you looked ahead. Oh, that's 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 coming up. Um, we'll see. Uh, so the, the Mechaber told us that even if they wash their hands in the morning, they go and wash their hands again. Says the Mishabuah, If he doesn't have water, Then you can rely on the sheet of the Rambam. Then you can rely on the sheet of the Rambam, who, who the Mechaber is not going like, the Mechaber is going like Tosos. But the Rambam holds that if you wash your hands in the morning, you do not have to rewash your hands. And therefore, if you don't have water, you can rely on the Rambam and do Duchening without rewashing your hands. As long as, kol shalohi siach daito, as long as your mind was not taking off the, the cleanliness of your hands, v'yodeya shalonogah and you know you didn't get your hands dirty. So you can rely on the Rambam, b'di'evit, if you don't have water, assuming your mind didn't go off the cleanliness of your hands, and you know that you didn't touch any dirty part of your body, then you can rely on the Rambam and not wash your hands a second time for duchening, assuming you wash Negevaser in the morning. And when you wash your hands a second time, so you wash at a perek, says the Mishaburis if katan chaf alef, kikohen hamikadesh yodav la this is a very important point. Just like the Kohen who washes his hands for the Avoda, so you have to wash all the way until the wrist. In Note 28, he tells us a very important thing. Where you're not really allowed to wash past your knuckles. When it comes to Tisha B'Av Yom Kippur, the Mishabur tells us later on, That's Allah, the Mishabur says, both by Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, if they're duchening, right, you have to wash your hands all the way until the wrist, even though normally on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, we only wash till the knuckles. Says the Mishabura Vaiter, the Alkain, the third to last line on the page, the Alkain Kasuha Akronim, the Evshir the Ba'ina Dafka Natila Mikli the Koach Gavra. Because washing your hands for Birchas Kohanim is like washing your hands for the Avoda, like a Kohen doing the Avoda in the Mesamikdash, and therefore it has to be all the way to your wrist, and therefore also you should need Natila Badafka from a cup, from a vessel, the Koach Gavra, you need it to be the power of a person, not just to dip your hands and clean it, it has to be someone pouring it on you. The Shiloyu Mishtanam Hamayim Ibriyasan, and the water should not have changed from the way they were originally. They shouldn't have a change of appearance. The yia alko panim revias mayim, and there should be at the very least a revias of water. Now let's see a very interesting biralacha over here before we have a chance to go on in the mechaber. So the biralacha over here on page gimel says chosin v'notlin yadeim. The mechaber said even if they wash their hands in the morning, they go back and they wash their hands a second time. Kosav amogin avram aser lishos kedehilo chov beis amba beinatila lebracha. Whoa says the Mugan Avram from Tosas and Sota that it's usher to leave time that it takes to walk 22 amos, which is not very long. 22 amos is not very long. Maximum of 44 feet that it takes to walk that amount of time. You should not have that time lapse between the time that you wash your hands and you start duchening. Says the Biralacha, Therefore you have to wash very close to Ritzay. You don't want to wash too early. You want to be the last one to get washed. And the chazan better get moving, through it say. And the Rabbah says that we're not so machmir on this because we rely really on the Rambam that holds that you really don't have to wash your hands anyway. You really can rely on the Natila in the morning and therefore we're not machmir the Natila so much you don't have to go so crazy. But it says the Primagodim, you should be as careful as you can to try to be careful about not having the 22 Amma walking time lapse between the washing of your hands and the Duchening. 
Therefore, it's good to be careful not to be speaking between the washing and the bracha because we're afraid that will delay things even more. But there's a very important note here. The note is on the next page at the very bottom, note 36. A very important note. The host of our primigodim sham. This same primigodim that says it's good to be machmir like this. Ears on and writes shekohen sherotel lahakbir al kach. A kohen who wants to be machmir on this umishum kach notel yodav sheinis beundal aduchin. He's so from that when he goes up to duchin, he brings water with him to wash a second time quickly before the brilas kohanim. Yesh bozech shashuhara. There is a concern of gaiva. Don't go that crazy. Don't bring water up for a, for a second washing to chaperayim within the twenty-two amma walking time. Before the Birchus Kohanim, you do not have to do that, and you should not do that. That would be Gaivadik. And then he writes from the Eishel Avram, Eishel Avram, Kosov Levarez Din Hatkifa. This idea of doing the bracha immediately after the Natila, the Eishel Avram says, She'ena kavana she'bena Natila lebracha atzma yapachos midehila chopez amma. Don't take it so literally that it means that you mamish have to have that sort of a time span between the washing of the hands and the actual Birchas Kohanim. This is a very short amount of time. It's impossible that the Chaz is going to get through Ritzay and Modim in that short amount of time. So don't take it so literally. Ella hakavana. What does it mean to say? Shelo yavur zmanze mishas hanetila ad akiras raglayim lelech laduchin labracha. Shehi kemo aschalas habracha. It means the time you wash until you start making your move to go up, like we discussed yesterday, and we'll discuss further in Ritzay. So that between the washing and making your move to start going up, that should not be that time frame, and that's already something. That you have to do, especially if you're going straight from there. You're going to start walking slowly to the duchen, so you already did it, and that's very easy in Makayim. He says, not take it literally. It's not actually from the washing to the Birchas Kahanim. It's from the washing till you commit yourself to the Birchas Kahanim. You start going on your way to the Birchas Kahanim. Fine. Since we have time, let's try to finish up Sif Vav. We're on the last line on page Gimel on top. The Mechaber says, Vahalevi yotzeik mayim al yedehem. The Levi is the one who washes the hands of the Kohanim. V'kodem lochein yitol halevi yodov. Says the Mechaber, before the Levi washes the hands of the Kohanim, he should wash his own hands. Make sure your hands are holy and clean before you make someone else's hands holy and clean. And the Ramah writes, on the top line of page 6, V'lo nogu halevim litol yedehem t'chila. The Minogiz at the Levim do not wash their hands first. Rak somchu al netiloson shachris. They rely on the washing that they did in the morning. Even though we're Mahmoud on the Kohanim, that they should wash again. But the Levium, that we can rely already on the, on the Rambam, on the washing in the morning was good enough. And therefore the Minigas, the Levium don't wash again. They just go straight up and they wash the Kohanim hands. Says the Mishabura, Sivkotan Chof Beis, Vahalevi Yotzeik Mayim. The Levi pours the water. Now before we even read the Mishabura, there's a very important note over here, note 32. The Af in and even if by the Levim going to wash the hands of the Quran and the missing part of Chazar Shashat, Amen, and he can't answer Amen, the Shevet Alevi writes, She'ein lahem they don't have to worry about it. Kevin Shem Anusim Ba'ones Mitzvah, they have an Ones, they have to go do a Mitzvah, and therefore they should not worry about the fact that they're missing part of Chazar Shashat, they also shouldn't celebrate, but they shouldn't be concerned that they're missing part of Chazar Shashat because they're going to do a Mitzvah. And then he writes a very important, uh, Ha'ara from Rav Yoshev. Ule inyan osam anohogim shekam levim notlin es yedei hakohen biyachad. 
and I, I've heard from the Levi that they do this. I've asked them when there are a lot of Kohanim, when there are a lot of Leviim and very few Kohanim, so some places have a minog that a few Leviim join together to wash the hands of one Kohen. So the Yoshev says, She Yoser Better not to do that. It's better to have one lady washing hands of one Kohen. That's washing in the not normal way, and therefore it's better not to do that. And therefore there are a lot of Levium, so they should be Mavater and let one lady wash the hands of the Kohen, but you should not have a few Levium together washing the hands of the Kohen. Now the Mishabura says, it's of Ben was machaving to this, that if there is no levy there to wash the hands of the Kohen, yotzeik b'chor peterechem. Then a b'chor should wash their hands, a b'chor peterechem, meaning one who opened the womb, a b'chor b'davka from the mother. And note 33 points out, b'tam adover sherak b'chor peterechem, rasha litzog mayim al yidea Kohen. The reason why b'davka won a b'chor from the mother, v'lo b'chor min avanaf from the father, the Mogan Avram explains, shematzinu bo kedusha l'inyan pidyan. We find kedusha of the firstborn from the mother, l'gabi pidyan aben. Masha'en came a b'chor min av, which is not the case by b'chor min av, shalom matzinu bo kedusha b'zman hazeh. There is no kedusha by a b'chor from the father b'zman hazeh. But the armadak from the Mogan Avram, that in the olden days, in the avodah in the base of the mikdash, that the b'chor from the father also was doing the avodah. That is a discussion. Says the Mishibur Avaiter, the reason why the backup of the Levi would be the Bukhar from the mother, to Gamkein Kadosh Tas. The Bukhar also has a little bit of holiness, and therefore he is able to be the backup to wash hands of the Kohen. Vim ein Gam Bukhar, but if there is no Levi and there is no Bukhar, Tov Shiyatil HaKohen Ba'atzmo. It's better the Kohen should wash his own hands. Mishayatzik Yisrael Al Yado. Not very nice to the crowd that's here. The Yisraelim are out. You're not even a backup of a backup. You're out totally. We are out totally. It's a Levi or a Bukhar from the mother or the coin just does it himself. Fine. The Avsha Levi Talmud Chacham Ba'koin Ha'ma'aretz. Oh, interesting Shiloh. And even if the Levi is a Talmud Chacham and the coin is a simpleton, Yesh Lahachmir still, even though it's a Machlokas, the Mishabura Paskins, that there's Levi Talmud Chacham, he should still go ahead, go ahead and wash the hands of the coin Ha'ma'aretz. The kosher came in yesh kohen echa tamar chacham. Certainly, if one of the kohanim is a tamar chacham, the matzil as kulam that he saves everyone umechuyav litzok ap al ami haaretz. Even if there's only one levi and one kohen, and the levi is a tamar chacham and the kohen is nam haaretz, he still should do it. But certainly, if he's washing a few kohanim and one is a tamar chacham, certainly he should go to the tamar chacham and do everyone else as well. Kekosav al yiraba. That's what the Ali Rabbi writes. The cost of a mugging giborim, the chen ikir, the mugging giborim says that is ikar locha, ayin sham tamu. Let's look back at another note over here, note number 34. Ukishiyesh bechor tamur chacham. So we said in the Mishabura, if the levi's a tamur chacham and the coin's tamur aretz, still you should wash his hands. But let's say there's no levi, there's only a bechor from the mother. And the bechor from the mother is a tamur chacham and the coin's tamur aretz. Does the bechor from the mother follow the same rules that we just said by the levi? That even though you're a tamur chacham, the coin's tamur aretz, you should still do it or not? Says note number 34, Ukishiyesh bechor tamur chacham v'koin tamur aretz. Rishon Zam Orbach says, She'ein ha-bechor tzarech la-atshriach atzmo al-kach. The, the bechor does not have to be la-atshriach himself to go wash the hands of the koin ha-ma'aretz. Ubeprach she-kosav ha-kavachayim, specifically lefi what the kavachayim writes, and that is, She-midire ha-zohar mashma she-rak levi yito yidea kohanam v'lo bechor. The Zohar says this whole bechor thing is not right, and only a levi should wash, not a bechor, and therefore even though our minog is, that we have the Bukhar as a backup, but the Maisa, if you have two things going against you, one is you have the Zohar that says the Bukhar shouldn't do it at all, and secondly, you have already a Machlokas in the Poskim, whether a 
Levi or whoever is doing the washing is the Talmud Chacham and the Kohen Earth, and maybe you shouldn't do it. So Shlomo Zalman says that even though the Levi we say should do it if the Kohen is Nam Earth and he's Talmud Chacham, but if it's a Bukhor, he doesn't have to bother, he could skip it if he's a Talmud Chacham and the Kohen is an Am Earth. There's one on page 6. Nogu, we said in the Ramah that the minig is nowadays that the Leviim do not wash their hands first before they wash the hands of the Kohanim. Then daitam. But again, if the, if the Leviim were Mesiyah Thas from the Netila in the morning, then it is better that the Leviim should in fact wash their hands again before they wash the hands of the Kohanim. Certainly if they know they touched a dirty part of their body, they certainly should rewash their hands before they wash the hands of the Kohanim. There are places where the custom is to pour some kind of oil with a nice smell into the water that they're using to wash the hands of the Kohanim. They write that it's Aser, the Molod Reach, that's creating a smell in the water and therefore it's not allowed. However, the Ayyurabba, the Chinachacham Tzvi, Daitim Lohokel, they are lenient, the Loshayach Molod Reach Bazeh. They said there's no problem of the Molod Reach in this case. Why? Kevan Shashem and Atzma Mu'uruv Bamayim. Since the, you're not just transferring the smell onto something, but the thing itself that smells is mixed together with the water, and therefore they say it's okay. And note 3070 points out that's only the reason El Yerabe brings down the Chachamsi, says a different reason. He says there's no Isra being Molodorach in food. And therefore, since it's in the water, it's not going to be a problem. However, if the nice smelling oil is mixed in the water from before Shabbos or before Yontif, then for sure you can rely on them to be lenient after Molod Recha Bidea Kohanim, even though it will make a nice smell on the hands of the Kohanim. We'll stop here and we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.